I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A lot of stuff there to unpack, as they say, and nobody better to do it with than Jim Cott, the Hall of Fame uh, left-handed pitcher and broadcaster extraordinaire, joins us from Florida. Jim, thank you for joining us. Were you surprised at all that it went this long, or were you more surprised that a deal got done today? I was more surprised that it took this long, and I was more relieved than doing handstands because, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know why it takes both sides this long to understand they're never going to get everything they want, each side. And they have to know that going in. And I think when Rob Manfred, in fact, I talked to Rob, I think when he called the lockout, thought it would probably motivate players to say hey we we want to get contracts we know we we want to uh know where we're playing so you know is the international draft that big a deal to stop the you know stop the season things like that they have to start looking at that back in december and say if you ask for six things and you get three you, you probably ought to be happy that's what negotiations are all about so I'm glad they got it done. I wish they had done it sooner. And uh, uh, I've I've received so many calls of joy from hmm. fans, and that's what I'm happy about. That the fans were really taking the short end of this. Yeah, they just want to see baseball, obviously, you know, and, and right and get yeah. it done and let's go play. Right? I mean, uh, uh, and right, especially right now with all this is the third spring training that's been impeded, you know, either by COVID or now a work stoppage. But yeah. now we've got a free agent frenzy coming. What happens next, do you think, Jim? Are guys going to get overpaid? What, what, what can the Twins do here? You know, I really don't know. I don't know what the dollars are going to be for, uh, I mean, I'm, I would be kind of disappointed if Freddie Freeman left Atlanta. That's like, uh, you know, Kirby or one of the yeah. longtime Twins mainstays like Tony leaving Minnesota. And then of course, Correa, he's he's in the mixer. So I, I really don't know how to read the the free agent market. Actually, what's more important to me than things like that are what are we going to do about making the game on the field more appealing? Yep. Because all the attention has been on these negotiations. Yep. And yet we keep talking about a game that's taking, you know, so much longer to play than necessary uh, because there's too much dead time of no entertainment and people that have never played meaning the guys upstairs like in park avenue they're coming up with all these rules like pitch clocks and things that they think are going to do it well uh 
you know, that we don't need to. I talked to Whitey Herzog recently in St. Louis. He said, quit messing with the rules. I said, yeah, if they just left the game alone and shortened it to seven innings hmm. and didn't allow you to carry more than nine or ten pitchers, uh, we'd have a better quality of ball, and I think the game would, you know, people leave after two and a half hours anyway. Yes. So those are kind of my uh, my old school thoughts. Well, well, they went to, they went back to the two nine innings on a doubleheader, and, and they're not going to start uh, a player at second base. I understand, you know, for the extra innings. Did that surprise you? Nothing surprises me when <laughs> into this give and take. You know what I? I can't keep track of it all. They want to make the bases bigger. You know? Yep. And at one time, they were going to move the mound back six feet. I said, man. You know, just leave the game alone, and if it's too boring and takes too long, there's two really simple solutions to it, but they'll never do that, and that's deaden the ball and regulate the bat. Yep. Um, but I, quite frankly, I think, uh, I don't know if you polled every fan. I, I, I hear those that say, I don't care if it takes three and a half, four hours, and I love to see a lot of home runs. Is that what the modern fan wants? I'll give you a quote from my 25-year-old grandson who loved playing Little League Baseball, and he said, I'm tired of the game getting run into the ground by analytics and the people upstairs, the the metrics department. He said, there is nothing in the game today that provides excitement for me and our young generation. That's from a 25-year-old college graduate who loved baseball and still does, but he's not happy with the game on the field. So uh, is, is he the exception or the rule? Uh, I don't know if we know the answer to that. Do, do you think these players uh, are going to get an ample spring training here to be ready for the uh, regular season? Is everybody in such good shape that that shouldn't matter much? I think so. I mean, spring training was longer in my era because we worked in the off season, so We actually yeah. came to spring training to get in shape. And and now players are working out in the off season. So mainly, what they need is at bats against live pitching, and pitchers need to pitch innings. And and that really doesn't take that long. I mean, I know from being a starter, um, I would say I'd pitch three innings. Uh, two days later, I'd pitch three more. Then I'd get three days off, pitch five, then seven. And by opening day, you hoped you were ready to pitch nine. Now, today, you don't <laughs> wow. have to do that because, you know, if you can just pitch five or six, you're fine because, you know, they're they're power pitchers and they're trained differently. But uh, I, I think these guys will all be ready. You know, Jim, the, the Twins are going to have to figure out something with their starting rotation with Jose Barrios being traded and Kenta Mahita sitting with Tommy John surgery. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, they auditioned some kids last year that were okay, not overwhelming. Uh that looks like a tough rotation to build from where I sit right here. Yeah, it is. I, I Of course, I think most staffs that are successful teams, I go back to our 82 Cardinal team, we're going to celebrate our 40th reunion this year, winning the World Series. We hit 67 home runs <laughs> as a team, stole 200 bases, and Whitey Herzog put together our pitching staff from the ninth inning back. And so today's game, you know, your bullpen has suddenly become more important almost than your rotation. You'd like to have, you know, a ace, a number one guy. I, I think Joe Ryan has a chance to be that guy. You'd like to have a number one guy, but a lot of teams don't have that, and they they just have on the major league level average starters. But if you if you have a good 
team of pitchers from the sixth inning on, you're still going to be competitive and win a lot of games. Hall of Famer Jim Cott is our guest as the uh, Twins now embrace on a season. Major League Baseball uh, has an agreement. Dave St. Peter will join us at uh, 735 as well and tell you what the, what you need to know from a, uh, a fan's perspective uh, going into this season and uh, when the games will be played, uh, uh, etc. Jim, I, this is just a personal off the... But, but when you transformed from a starting pitcher to a relief pitcher... Um, and maybe you're going into a series and you're looking at uh, who, who's on the other team and who the left-handers are and, you know, when, when that key at bat might come up, all those things. Is that difficult or not? I think it's an adjustment, but I think the, the biggest challenge is when you come in as a reliever and you haven't done it before, uh, the tendency is to the old go as hard as you can as long as you can. and You have a tendency to want to overthrow instead of just pitch. And so that was the first adjustment. And then your role is pretty well dictated by the manager. Like Whitey Herzog said to me, I want you to be my lefty-lefty guy. So if we're playing the Pirates, I'm going to look at Willie Stargell and Dave Parker. And when it gets to the sixth or seventh inning, you look at the batting order and you say, well, mentally, i got to start preparing because if if, uh, the situation comes up, those are the guys I'm going to have to pitch against. And you know, you might do that two, three days in a row, and then you get a day off. But nothing surprises you if you're, you know, if you're thinking it out ahead of time of who they have on the other team that uh, that you might have to face. I, I don't. Again, I'm off the beaten path here a little bit, but I'm always fascinated by it because I just saw a documentary on Dave Parker in his prime. Was he as good as there was in baseball? Did he have a few years there where he was the best? Boy, he was something special. I crossed paths with him in. Uh, when I coached for Pete Rose in Cincinnati sure. during the end of his career, but uh, yeah, he was uh, he was one of those you know many players that in the voting just gets uh, like my friends the Shalen brothers wrote a book years ago about Hall of Famers, and I was one of the ones in the book out by a step. And thankfully, the Veterans Committee was kind to me this year, so I'm no longer out by a step, but. Uh, Dave Parker and Dick Allen, who we'll get in in due time. You know, there are a lot of players like that are just on the on the cusp. And uh, the Cobra was uh, was quite a force in his. Uh, you know, I I want to say maybe five or six really dom- dominant years. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just fun now that we're past this lockout that we can talk about players and people and things like that. Have you had a chance to tour uh, Cooperstown yet? I know you've been there before, but I know Tony got the official tour. Did you do that? I'm doing mine in May uh, when I get up to Vermont. We got kind of COVIDed out of the one we were going to do in January, which was okay because we'd have been snowed in there. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have been. I first went to the Hall of Fame with my college roommate in 1956. And uh, huh. then my first, uh, my first Hall of Fame game that I was there for with the Twins was, uh, was 66 when uh, Casey Stingle and and Ted Williams got inducted. And then I went to Harmon's and several others. So I've been there many, many times, and obviously this one uh, will be special, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to my orientation time. Well, how old that hit you when they say your plaque goes here? I really don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of I fantasize about it, you know what I yeah. said? This is pure fantasy, but I'm saying, oh, would it be cool if my plaque was right next to Lefty Groves because he, 
is the player that my dad drove to Cooperstown in 1947 oh. to see Lefty's induction. That was his favorite wow. player. <laughs> so well, that's not going to happen. But you know, I'll be uh, I'll be happy if it's in the restroom. <laughs> And and now now you know, you're not going to have any problem with this, uh, but you got you got a speech to get to, to write. Yeah, I've I've been working on it and uh, tweaking it, and you know the big challenge today. I saw Harmon's the other day, yeah, which was so well delivered as you'd expect. I was there for that, but I think now they the you know we have six of us going in, so it's important wow. to. Uh, you know, to edit it down and, and not drag it out too long because, you know, people will sit there for three and a half, four hours. And uh, so you, you want to thank the right people, but you have to be concise and, and get in and out just like you were game on television. So I've been going over, uh, obviously, the most of my time will be spent on uh, on my dad and uh, on Jack McKeon, who was a minor league manager for yeah. me, and Bobby Shantz, who was my boyhood idol. And then I have others to thank as well. But that's, uh, I'll get it down. I think I've got it down to about 12 minutes. Perfect. Last question. You're going to be at Twin Spring Training at all this year? I won't be at Spring Training. You know, no, I hope to be at uh, at opening day. We've been traveling around quite a bit this winter. So right now I'm in South Carolina. Okay. And uh, don't plan to be back to Florida until... Uh, until early April, uh, unless I've called to be to spring training, I can certainly get there in a hurry. But I have no plans right now to uh, to go there. Well, you don't have to work at, work on those pitchers hitting anymore, like you could do so well because the DH is going oh, to the man. National League. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I don't mind that they're they're not hitting because they haven't even hit in the little league, so I can't blame yeah. them for that. But I just wish they'd work on their fielding so nobody gets <laughs> hurt badly. There's too many of them aren't in position to field the oh, ball come coming on, back on, at them. Yeah. Hey, Jim, always a pleasure. It's so fun to at least start to transition into, you know, talking about the game instead of the work stoppage. So thank you for giving us some time, as always. Really appreciate your perspective. Oh, I'm I'm happy to do it. It is good to be talking about the game again. Absolutely. Jim Cott, the Hall of Famer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.